Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Cosmos with a K. Today I'm talking to Jan Rihak, who is a co-founder of ClassTime. It's a fun and interesting discussion, so enjoy it. All right, I'm here with Jan Rihak, um, co-founder and CEO Europe of ClassTime. We're sitting in their Zurich, in their beautiful Zurich office. Hey, Hi, John. Jan. Hi. Hi, John. How are thanks, you doing? Uh, thanks for having me. Very good. How are you? Good, good. Um, it's a sunny, sunny day, so all good. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about class time um, sure. to begin with. So um, do you want to start by introducing yourself, um, what you did, um, how you ended up founding class time um, or co-founding class time and then what class time does? Sure, very happy to, John. So my name is Jan. Um, I'm Swiss. I grew up in um, yeah, close to Zurich. Um, studied in Zurich at ETH, computer science. Then went into consulting. Yeah, actually, b- before that, I contemplated <laughs> doing um, doing kind of like a, like more academic career. Um, yeah. Did a lot of cryptography and and you know theoretical computer science in the studies um, was kind of fascinated about math but then when I worked on um, you know, like such topics I, I realized that it's yeah, like a little bit too one-dimensional for me uh, mm-hmm. you know I spent time at IBM research and um, like the stuff that I was doing um, formal proofs of transformations from like um, like uh, languages, yeah, like one language into the other language, like for let's say like five people <laughs> around the world do what I was doing, could give feedback, and it was kind of like, um, very uh, lonely. Uh, so um, I um, yeah, went to the other extreme, yeah, like into consulting, where it was a little bit more multidimensional. Um, spent five and a half years with McKinsey doing business technology consulting, IT strategy, IT transformations, um, and also yeah, to some extent pure business strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a fun time. During that time, did my MBA in the UK. And during that time of the MBA, where I had a little bit more spare time, since you, know, you can be adamant about the lectures <laughs> or not, uh, I can be adamant about um, career planning during the MBA or not. Um, I focused more on, you know, yeah, entrepreneurship to some extent, and then also kind of like the, the social aspect of the MBA. Um, got to know a lot of people and got extremely excited about education since I got involved in a social venture supporting scholarship, yeah, uh, top talent kids in developing countries with, mm-hmm. with scholarships. Um, and realized for myself that I'm extremely passionate about, you know, impacting kids' lives through education. Like I saw the effect that we can have with a um, um, top talented 13, 14 year old girl that, um, that was on the verge of yeah, going to the to, to secondary school, but um, but um, could not due to due to fees. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, 
I mean, if if you support such a girl with four years boarding schools in a in a in a in a in a good um, um, public school in developing countries, she's after the after the four years of boarding school, she's 18, has has more of a backpack, um, more life experience, and more of um, um, more possibilities to um, to do you know to realize her potential. Mm-hmm. And um, that gave me great satisfaction, um, impacting one kid at a time, mm-hmm. and um, and also got like, enthusiastic about um, startups in general. Building, you know, like I was in in the UK for a year, um, could build a team, could build um, um, you know operations. That was a lot of fun. So. Like my, 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 my passion about education and startups sparked um, during that time. And uh, after the MBA, like first I went back to McKinsey. Then when the first startup opportunity like, came around, I grabbed it. That's also mm-hmm. where we met at Money Park. I was still in the financial sector, fintech. Um, uh, great time, spent three years there. Um, Met a lot of friends for life, like, like one being you, the other one <laughs> being Val, co-founder of Class Time. Yeah. Um, now and um, and after Money Park, we uh, we um, we developed first ideas about um, about Class Time, which I'm going to talk more about um, later, mm-hmm. um, um, and sort of you know, refined that and um, started prototypes, you know, kicked off first prototypes while still working full-time at, um, at, um, at other companies. Um, I stayed for a while in, uh, in, in banking with UBS, while in consulting with, with Tsuke. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that time, we, um, yeah, we, um, we built Build out the first ideas and and um, started validating it in the market. Uh, other than that, I um, yeah I'm a I like skiing, um, <laughs> like um, like doing sports. We're now <laughs> training for a trip uh, on a you know, for a bike trip to the Atlantic um, uh, Ocean, four days, thousand kilometers. Uh, so we'll see France to France or. No, Zurich to Saint Nazaire uh, okay. in, in, in in France at the yeah. Atlantic coast. Uh, so um, and and I'm a um, father of a, a nine-month-old daughter. Gives me a lot of joy. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's great. So much about me. Cool. Um, no, it's it's pretty interesting path so far. Uh, <laughs> you didn't know, huh? <laughs> all I, I the knew details. Most of it. <laughs> I knew most of it, but not all the details. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, it's cool. And so, you know, regarding class time, mm-hmm. um, how did you come up with the idea? Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, the motivation to start. Um, when did you start it, and how did it evolve to mm. what it is now? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, as, as I said, I, I got passionate and excited about education and the impact that we can have on. Um, on, on, on kids in terms of realizing their potential and um, mm-hmm. and sort of growing into a role where they can have meaningful impact in society yeah um, and um, yeah, but but still I didn't 
it's like um, didn't have necessarily um, 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 uh, an education background and more a technology business technology background mm-hmm. so I basically started looking at um, at, um, at opportunities in the field um, um, saw what's happening in the in the whole space of e-learning and massive open online courses generally found that exciting in terms of yeah giving access to education there's a couple of cool stories that um, that um, sort of stem from success stories that stem mm-hmm. from you know, MOOCs and 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 e-learning and giving you know, more access democratized demo- democratized access to to um, quality education yeah. um, but I but I got more excited about you know, um, um, tackling challenges in the classroom, since there, yeah, from what I saw back in 2015, or what we saw together with Val in 2015, not a lot of, um, you know, technological innovation was taking place. Yeah, yeah. that's still kind of like the traditional model of, um, of of teaching. Very often, not not always, right? Yeah, um, yeah uh, there's there's teachers experimenting with the difficult teaching styles and approaches. But yeah, um, traditional model in um, um, in a lot of subjects would still be teachers at the blackboard mm-hmm. in front of the class, which goes through curriculum, um, transports the knowledge, mm-hmm. and uh, students are supposed. Yeah, all 25 students are supposed to follow. At the same speed, and um, and sort of digest the knowledge at the same at the same rate, um, and uh, and like that would that that's essentially in 2015 was the same as it was 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was wondering, and and given given the challenges that you have with you know, trying to um, um, engage 25 students at the same time um, at their own pace uh, with the challenges of um, you know like knowledge retention and 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 and, and yeah, yeah, engagement and and kind of being present in the class um, with, with those challenges yeah, one would ask why why was there no or yeah, limited efforts to to uh, to tackle those challenges with the help of technology <laughs> yeah? and um, we came up with first ideas of 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 technology based tools web based platforms where we could address at least yeah, some of them uh, some of them um, challenges mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like um, yeah as i said engagement in terms of like Giving the teacher transparency on learning progress of the whole class, giving the students ability to um, to formulate answers to questions, get real-time feedback, get um, um, real-time appreciation um, on um, on whether they understood something or not. Um, so we started developing first prototypes of, of such solutions that could address at least some of the uh, some of the challenges. Under kind of the um, 
you know, the, with, with the guiding thoughts or kind of um, guiding principles that we still believe that um, the teacher has, has, a, has a very important role to play and we're not there to replace the teacher, mm -hmm. but basically to give him, um, yeah, to augment the teacher, to supercharge him with, um, with, uh, with tools that are helpful for yeah. for him and or her and uh and and the students yeah and so you know class time today can you talk a little bit about mm -hmm. uh, what exactly do you offer or which problems do you solve for the teacher mm -hmm. and then maybe if you can talk publicly about some of your numbers that would help the listeners get a kind of like a sense of mm -hmm. scale mm -hmm. of what you guys are doing sure so yeah what what um what the solution does it it basically addresses um, the, the the classroom interaction and yeah the the classroom setting between teachers and students and yeah, what we aim is to intensify the interaction between students and and um, and um, and teachers mm -hmm. um, uh, by giving the teacher the possibility to create questions beforehand or import them from libraries, mm -hmm. questions that he wants to cover anyways um, during during class mm -hmm. that kind of give him a sense of um, learning progress and that um, are supposed to, you know, validate whether students understood. Mm -hmm. um, so he's able to create those or import those beforehand and then during class at certain points in time activate them for all students to to see on their devices and answer on their devices, mm -hmm. giving the teacher immediate transparency on learning progress on that particular um, um, question, giving the students immediate feedback on, um, um, on whether they understood or not, um, giving them immediate kind of, you know, the, this, this, this positive element of, of appreciation that you got it right or you know you didn't and mm -hmm. but you can still do it right you have to try harder and stuff like that um, um, and um, and um, and then basically also um, giving the teacher yeah, based on the transparency that he has on the learning progress giving him the ability to dynamically adapt um, teaching style to repeat stuff to split the class into into groups, like ask weaker students to repeat, ask stronger students um, to do some like um, uh, bonus tasks, mm -hmm. um, um, and and offering kind of different different ways to also differentiate um, the um, the teaching. Yeah. This is kind of like, um, how it um, how it emerged you know, with a focus on on, on the classroom. Um, we now leverage the product to also cover it different different use cases like um, like exams um, like like homework uh, where yeah, like the benefits remain but yeah, like you have additionally you for example uh, like the teacher um, the teacher can save correction work um, that essentially saves him time mm -hmm. um, we can um, we can help the teacher through like recurring usage of class time um, to make kind of 
data-driven you know, decisions on, on, on which competences to focus on. Uh, and we can give that either to the teacher or then also, and or also the school, school leadership in kind of like a more, um, in, a, in, a, in a broader way. Okay. Um, that's more or less what the, what the product does. And, um, and in terms of numbers, I mean, we're, um, we're, um, we're early stage company yeah. that um, focused initially on validating the product with, with the users. So kind of um, scale was, was not important because you want to find the right, um, the right um, fit yeah. uh, in terms of like, the challenges that we address. Um, we now see you know, continuous growth Although we don't you know, invest you know, heavily in, 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 in marketing, we do some you know, um, um, uh, community engagement and social media work, but you know, not, not a lot of you know, like marketing cash out. Yeah. Um, we've been growing since a year steadily around you know, 30% a month. We're now at around 15,000 registered teachers on the platform mm -hmm. worldwide. Predominantly in the U.S., Switzerland, and Ukraine, mm -hmm. and um, we reached, I think, around yeah, 350,000 students at the moment. Yeah, impacted in in classroom settings. Mm -hmm. So these are still early numbers, but it's significant enough for us to say basically um, there's a there's a need that we fill. There's um, there's there's some momentum. Yeah, the, the teachers that use it. They come back to the platform and 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 use it regularly. Yeah. So um, that's something that we want to now um, build on and, and scale further. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, those are some impressive numbers um, for the short time you've been working on it or trying to scale it. I guess. Yeah. Right. I mean, in the in the context in the context of of, of, of bigger companies um, or or um, or solutions like 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 Moodle or who that have yeah, like um, many, many more users yeah um, um, it's 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 still little but yikes yeah, but it's 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 something right yeah like th 300 students that that's a couple of stadiums filled with with students that um, um, got um, hopefully positively impacted uh, positively impacted is another question yeah of <laughs> course uh, but um, we have um, we have um, very good qualitative feedback from teachers and students, um, and we believe that um, that also in terms of um, in terms of learning progress, we make a difference. Mm -hmm. It's not shown you know, academically with academic rigor in a in a in a study, but um, we're we're pretty convinced that we that we that we positively influence several factors that are that are. Um, and 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 yeah, positively correlated to to learning progress. Yeah. Cool. Um, so regarding my understanding is that um, um, you have like two basic ways um, you sell your uh, your service product. As, mm -hmm. um, uh, the first one's like a pre a freemium model where mm -hmm. teachers can just sign up, use some of the basic features for free forever. Mm -hmm. And then if they want to use more advanced features, they pay a monthly or a yearly uh, subscription fee. Mm -hmm. And and then, but you also then work directly together with schools or districts. Uh, um, uh, so it's more like a 
the top-down approach and the bottom-up bottom-up approach, right? Um, I mean, at Cosmos we have a different, uh, a similar similar approach. So I'd be interested to, um, and I guess a lot of ad tech companies that are building tools for the classroom, you know, ask themselves the question: Should we try to do a lot of B two B cold sales or go to those teacher conferences, or should we just kind of like build it and have teachers use it and then go bottom up? Um, in your experience, you know, looking at your data, um, what makes the bigger chunk of your revenue and where do you see the where do you invest more what's more important strategically for you guys to yeah. increase revenues yeah that's a, it's a very interesting question and um and um and a question that um i i'm, I'm sure that we that we haven't um haven't um or didn't come close to solving yet <laughs> yeah but uh, we, we made some experiences along the way. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, first of all, kind of the business approach in EdTech, I think is, is, is extremely um, exciting because it's, it's so complex, right? You have multiple stakeholders, you have, yeah, like, you, have, um, you have basically the people using it, you have the people benefiting from it, you know, students, yeah. uh, teachers using it. Um, um, yeah, um, you have the, the parties paying for it, could be, Teachers, students, slash parents, school principals, right? You have other stakeholders in the market, like um, like um, um, distribution networks, um, edtech consultants, um, integration partners, mm-hmm. the regulator that approves you if you are in content or not, right? Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's um, it's a non-trivial um, ecosystem yeah. <laughs> um, how we um, try to sort of like, um, enter enter this ecosystem with a, with a, with a, with a model that is viable and that um, that um, scales but also gives us confidence that we're solving uh, solving a problem which is important for us like, um, since um, since we we don't only want to make money. We also sort of like set out to do this because like we're excited about you know, like having impact in education, sure, right? Yeah. So, um, how we try to tackle it is 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 um, is coming up with a solution that creates immediate value um, for the teachers since they are using such a tool in the classroom. They're kind of like an anchor point um, if we want to impact the classroom, right? Yeah. Um, we could also yeah, try to directly impact the students, but yeah, we 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 consciously said that kind of the, the the classroom experience on average has massive room for improvement. So there, yeah, we decided that yeah, kind of the teacher needs to be an anchor point, um, and using the solution and yeah, um, creating value for him or her. Uh, which is why we launched this kind of like, um, a, a very accessible solution that you can. That you can access online, you can um, um, you can start within three minutes without even registering. You have lazy registration on the platform, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, yeah, there doesn't need to be sort of like an ICT responsible that administers the solution, gets the solution um, for a number of teachers. Every teacher can basically like um, um, go onto the platform and start using it within minutes. Yeah. Um, and that was 
that was kind of like, um, important for us that, that we have that and that we show the value of such a platform um, um, in a very accessible way. Um, the idea is you know, to get teachers to use it first for free and then uh, when we created some sort of like habit of using it and regularity of, of using it, that, that we convert teachers to our, um, our premium functions, which save them additional time, which are things like, like auto grading, mm. more detailed um, reports, things, functionalities that you typically miss as a power user that you don't have to have in order to create um, a habit or or regular usage. Yeah. Um, uh, that you just yeah, start to miss once you get yeah, more sophisticated. Um, and um, and and we could show basically like with with our initial numbers that I mentioned, yeah, still on a yeah, relatively small scale, but yeah, still significant enough that you can say it it, it solves um, um, a problem. Um, with um, um, with with these with this traction, we're now trying to yeah, make a step up towards the um, the school leadership. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, and move into B2B. Um, and it's kind of an um, approach that, that, that was also inspired by, um, by, by Nearpod. Uh, we had a chat with them, um, which is very valuable. And they said basically um, yeah, what worked very well for them is, is um, they would target school principals mm -hmm. in schools where they had some usage yeah. from teachers. Uh, and kind of the pitch towards the principal went much better if you could say, um, basically, um, look at your school, there's already 20 teachers using our solution. Three of them are paying out of their own pocket. Shall we not um, discuss the solution to make the benefits um, and the solution available to all of your teachers? Makes sense. It works much better if you just give them a call. Hey, uh, I'm um, um, Jan from class time trying to sell you another vacuum cleaner that yeah. Yeah, also, um, you know, yeah, um, <laughs> wipes the floor <laughs> and you get 50% discount in the yeah. next 30. Right? It, it works better that way. Yeah. And um, and um, that's what we're doing now and trying to sort of like build on, um, on, um, on the existing users teacher users that um, that use it um, with their students in, in classrooms. It's interesting because last episode um, I talked to Esteban Sosnik, who was mm -hmm. a general partner at Reach Capital and Nearpod is a portfolio company of mm -hmm. Reach Capital. And, uh, you know, when I asked um, Esteban why he's excited about EdTech, mm -hmm. um, he said, he says, um, now that all the devices or kids or teachers have much more more devices available in the classroom yeah. that this bottom-up sales approach is becoming viable yeah um and he mentioned exact same strategy i'm guessing also based on your part um and this just for a startup much easier to get started than starting with cold cold calls or cold emails with the b2b thing because then the sales cycles are longer and you'll die in the process of trying to close one customer even, yeah right yeah. Um, and and in business uh, with SaaS business products, this this kind of like trend came a little bit earlier. 
Um, I mean, this is how Slack grew, you know, it's mm-hmm. also bottom off. Um, and then later on, they started with the B2B sales. Um, and yeah. that's what Nearpod does, that what you guys are doing. That's what we're also trying to do. So I yeah. think um, this is a really good development for EdTech. Uh, yeah, which wouldn't uh, have been possible just five years ago. Exactly, it's yeah. a, it's a it's a very interesting time for for ed tech solutions and and this kind of approach. And you're absolutely right. This wouldn't have been possible um, three, four, five years ago. Um, um, it's it's it it still remains challenging, right? Yeah, because there's sure. a lot of solution out there. Yeah, sometimes we hear also from from school principals that you know. Um, Teachers are free to use. I we're we're um, we at the moment we don't have the resources to yeah, make a strategy about yeah, like, sort of, yeah, what what um, what we want to offer to our teachers as a school. Mm-hmm. So every teacher can basically pick and choose themselves. And if um, you know if um, if a solution is approved semi-approved whatever mm-hmm. then we're financing it or connect them the, um, um, the owners of the school are yeah. going to finance it right yeah, be it um, be it private owners or uh, uh, a commune yeah. right um, in, in in Switzerland you have basically the Schulgemeinde which uh, which then covers yeah like such costs yeah so which is like a district in the US um, no, it's it's a commune. Yeah, it's okay. a communal. Um, so body. smaller than a U.S. district. Yeah. Okay. No. Um, so I mean, the, the the fragmentation is still high, right? And uh, and just because you have users, it's still not always super trivial to uh, then make the case um, um, to get it all covered for 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 the teachers. Sure. But I think. Um, I mean, like if 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 a uh, like if uh, if uh, if in in such situations where you have a lot of fragmentation and a lot of users are trying out different different um, different things and approaches, um, like kind of like the industry and also like the users will learn what they actually value and what they will use. So there was there's gonna be a consolidation mm. um, and um, and. Um, there's there's continuous room for you know like refinement of the product and like um um refining it towards um what is what is actually valuable yeah and then basically um consolidate to some extent um um yeah as as well in your experience um you you said teachers also pay you know from their own pocket basically Mm -hmm. is that something teachers do often or um, do, do they usually need to get like an approved budget do they already have a budget from the school for tech stuff or what's you know what's your insights there I would say the price point is sufficiently low that um, like in, in, in our situation but uh, also in um, um, with um, with other companies that we see that if if the solution creates value and if it makes teachers lives easier yeah then um Teacher is absolutely willing to pay, like in our case, sixty bucks per per year. Yeah. Um, 
Um, because but you have to create, right? You have to create the value, and you have to create. Yeah, you have to do something that actually like, really matters to the teacher. Uh, um, yeah. You can't just provide a solution that um, that the teacher thinks um, like, okay, I use it if I have to. If the school principal tells me I have to use it, right? You you really have to create value. So the teacher says, you know, I'm gonna gonna spend sixty bucks on that consciously because like what I get from it is, is actually in return more than the 60 bucks that I pay. Um, and, and I would argue this is also a pro of the bottom-up approach, sales approach, because mm-hmm. um, you're forced as a startup to really create value else no one pays for it. You have to create such value that you mm-hmm. say, you know, screw that, I'm paying this out of my own pocket yeah. because it just saves me time or makes my class so much more engaging yeah. or whatever it does. But um, if you if you would do like a pure B2B like sales approach from top down, then the person paying for the product and the person using the product is usually not the same person. So it's more measured, at least on the short term, um, midterm, if you're good at sales, not if you're good at creating a product that provides value. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, I, I personally really like, really like this trend um, that's also coming to education. Um, yeah, I agree. Right, yeah. you can you can um, you can make sure that you're creating something that um, that is actually meaningful. Yeah, and doesn't just get ordered because yeah, like some purchasing department said yeah, like, um, uh, we want to go digital and this exactly. is what we're gonna do. No? Yeah, this might work in the short term, but never works in the long term. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, so, you know, we've talked a little bit about. Um, the class time um, does a couple of things for teachers, mm-hmm. save some time with auto grading, but um, mainly, as I understand it, um, um, it creates a lot of engagement in the classroom. And um, the way I see it, engagement is super important in the classroom, especially mm-hmm. for um, older kids, you know, like let's say like middle and high school, mm-hmm. because, um, you know, in typical classroom, it's still a very old school. Um, you have textbooks, maybe you have, you have a device, uh, maybe the teacher does incorporate some videos or, or something, but typically the life of a teenager or a preteen is in the classroom is very different from what he does after the classroom, which is like, you know, on the on, on his smartphone, watching YouTube videos, gaming Fortnite, um, <laughs> hanging out with his friends in, mm-hmm. in some, um, in Fortnite again, you know, um, so, and, and then like the, there's just like this, this gap of excitement, of engagement during the school day versus after school is, is huge. <laughs> um, so a- as a teacher, I think the more engaging, the more fun you can make, the more interested students will be, um, right? So as a, you know, as class, one of class time scholars engagement. So how, um, what's your experience in that? What do teachers tell you? What, what is in your pipeline to increase that engagement further down yeah. the road? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I think you mentioned yeah very valid points um, in terms of in terms of that learning happens um, only if you're engaged if you have the attention of um, of the learner of the of the of the students um, and if um, if um, if that attention is directed in a way that really like the, the brain um, works through the content or 
through the curriculum, mm -hmm. right? And um, and um, you're, I think you're right that probably kind of um, middle school, high, high school is um, is um, the most difficult age segment to really excite kids about. Um, you know stuff that they traditionally have to learn mm -hmm. at school, right? Um, and and I mean, there's there's a, always a lot of talk about sort of what are the right subjects. Also, kind of in the, in the um, in the light of you know changing circumstances and um, changing skill requirements yeah. of the like, citizen of the future. Mm -hmm. But yeah, some some you know, type of literacy and some you know, or some you know, level of literacy and you know, math skills and analytical skills, problem solving skills will still be relevant, right? Yeah, you know, and um, and um, and subjects can either so you know, also support you later in life, or they can be um, um, kind of um, 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 a school to develop your thinking. Yeah? Mm -hmm. um, so. Um, I do agree that yeah, like the middle school and high school segment is probably like the most most um, difficult to tackle like engagement wise, and um, and um, what what we're trying to do with with um, um, with our engagement elements, I didn't mention it uh, before. It's kind of um, um, we introduce kind of collaborative challenges and collaborative games that are. That are not um, um, so extreme in terms of in terms of in terms of um, excitement experience as yeah, um, a, a Fortnite game, yeah. um, but that um, yeah, that um, that uh, so yeah, bring into the classroom some sort of yeah, competition element and some sort of yeah, Game element, collaborative mm -hmm. game element. Um, very concretely, like we ask the students like, as they go through answering the questions, um, we ask them to follow kind of an animated story mm -hmm. that develops and unfolds as they get um, the questions right. right. And if they um, if they um, if they get more questions right, the, the narrative develops positively. Um, and um, and if they get less questions right, um, yeah, um, yeah, the, yeah, the narrative doesn't progress. Mm -hmm. uh, and that can be applied, for example, to an animated story about yeah, building of the of the tower bridge or shooting a rocket to space, mm -hmm. um, or building an eco urban house in a in a city. Um, mm -hmm. And and and. Teachers tell us that you know, like especially kind of kids that um, that are difficult to motivate just by um, um, asking them to master the content. Mm -hmm. They can get their attention through that, uh, and they can get their attention in a in a positive way that they don't ju don't just try to game you know the game or the narrative. But they actually get their brains to work to answer the questions um, as correctly as possible in order to progress, mm -hmm. and that's kind of um, that's kind of um, um, a sweet spot that we that we want to reach. Um, 
you want to use the game or kind of the engagement elements to get students' brain brains to work. Yeah. Um, which is which is I think yeah very important. It's yeah the yeah, the, the the criteria about yeah learning is is yeah in the end um, time on task um, mm-hmm. and and time spent on the task and time spent sort of like racking your brain around um, um, the problem or the or the content uh, and not basically just um, um, trying to be as quick as possible to hit the finish line of the of the of the game. Yeah. And and we're uh, we're continuously developing this further. Um, we're we're I guess yeah, at the moment we're a little bit on the on the low side of of possible engagement. Uh, we see that um, other other tools um, have more excited classrooms. Yeah. Um, just in terms of like energy level. Yeah. Um, but we also see that yeah, in, in like, um, um, to some extent this effect is just. Basically, because yeah, um, the the students want to be yeah on top of the list, and they reach top of the list by being as quick as possible, mm-hmm. right? And that doesn't help, for example, time spent on task being as quick as possible. Yeah. So we're trying to find a, a proper balance. Um, we know that we have to become a little bit more, um, yeah, increase the energy level and and fanciness of 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 um, our collaborative gaming elements. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the next things we're gonna introduce soon is is, is team-based challenges. So um, you can um, increase the level of competition by by forming sub-teams cool. that um, that um, uh, compete against each other in in reaching the goal. Um, yeah. yeah, people love competition. Yeah, not only kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cornerstone of our of our society. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, I guess. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, that's very cool. And so you, you can say that, um, you know, folks on investing in more engaging tools is one of the focus foci of, of um, class time and based on what you see and hear from teachers and, and students. Yeah, and, 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 and students, yeah, yeah. correct. Um, do, do you also get, um, usually just get feedback from teachers or do you try to talk to students as well? To see how they think. How important is that? Um, yeah, we we mostly have the relationship that, but that, that's kind of driven by the platform, right? Um, uh, we mostly have the relationships to them, to them, to the teachers, yeah, since exactly, they're yeah. the anchor points in terms of like, usage, right? And they're the, basically at the moment still they're the customers using the platform, sure. so we interact with them. Uh, we interact with the students. Um, Whenever we're on site in a in a school in the mm-hmm. classroom, um, and um, and these experiences are also, um, yeah, super valuable to us. Um, hearing students, yeah, that they that they love the platform and thanking us for you know, building this yeah. and stuff. That's um, that's super the best nice part to of the see. Job, huh? um, we also do see that. Um, I mean, we. Um, we have um, metacognition elements after um, the, the classroom sessions where we ask the students in an anonymized way mm-hmm. whether you know um, they've learned something new, whether they liked the session, um, um, and s- such kind mm-hmm. of like metacognitive um, yeah. um, questions. And, um, and a lot of students give us very positive feedback on that. 
right? Yeah, so yeah, um, like 80, 90% that they, that they liked um, the session a lot and that they want to do this again and actually train more. Cool. Um, and, um, and I think that's a very positive result. Um, yeah. Um, and I, I, I do think, right, yeah, that, um, that um, learning progress is not only driven by, you know, like how often you repeat sort of like um, a certain, certain exercise, I don't know, um, you know, solving an equation, whatever, yeah. but also your, um, I mean, the level of ex- engagement in class, right, yeah, and whether you spend the time on the task in a, in a positive mood. But then also, um, kind of how you reflect about this and and what impression like the like the learning experience left you with, yeah. including, for example, like how you think about your relationship to the teacher, um, which, which I believe is very important, right? Like um, there's there's studies showing that um, the teacher is an extremely uh, and actually, right, um, 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 uh, this um, um, uh, this meta study uh, by John Hattie shows um, he was analyzing a, a plethora of, of different mm. studies in the education field shows that yeah, the, the quality of the teacher is um, is the single most important factor, yeah. um, and. And not explicitly in the study, but yeah, strongly related to this, yeah, to this yeah, factor, um, quality of the teacher is the relationship that the student has to the teacher, whether it's a positive one or a negative one. Yeah. And you hear that yeah, um, yeah, um, typically also, I mean, I, I've heard countless stories where, you know, like a person like, found their passion in life because yeah, they had yeah, like an amazing French teacher and the relationship was so good and yeah, um, yeah, the, the, the passion from the teacher sparked over to the student, yeah. right? And um, and maybe it's a it's a bold claim, right? Yeah, it's 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 an it's an unintuitive claim that yeah, like a platform can make the student-teacher relationship better, but I do believe that is the case if you look at into the classrooms and how the platform is used because you know traditionally the teacher is not able to like interact with all 25 students through a platform like this yeah that is the case right yeah you get you you as a teacher become multiplied and you're able to give directly through the platform but yeah it's still kind of is seen in the context of of working yeah, with the teacher through certain yeah, content, yeah. Um, yeah, all 25 students can yeah, feedback, positive or sorry, like encouraging feedback, try again from the teacher. Yeah. Everybody is engaged. Um, we haven't shown this, but I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure that we could show that kind of like the, 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 the student-teacher relationship, which which is a very important factor in learning progress, yeah. is strongly positively influenced by 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 um, tools like last time. I agree. I mean, intuitively, that makes sense for me, I guess. Academically, it's hard, or these type of stu- studies are really hard to kind of like set up and administer just because 
long time frame, so many factors. Yeah. Um, but but you know what you said regarding uh, that teachers are the single most important factor in a person's education. Um, I guess like people know that from their own experiences. You know, thinking back of school, I can immediately think about one or two teachers that I had that um, were you know uh, orders of magnitude better than all the rest combined um yeah. for example like my biology bi biology teacher in high school and um i was yeah. super excited about biology yeah um did not end up studying it but i'm still to this day inter super interested in, the, in that topic yeah yeah um and, and then like my chemistry teacher at least for me it wasn't good and then i never cared about chemistry yeah. now again i'm starting to understand why chemistry is important and interesting but yeah. For like the past 10 years i didn't really care about it yeah so um and yeah. and, and I, I also do believe right that like like although like john hattie showed this right um one also has to like like um be careful about like in interpreting or like making the right conclusions right it doesn't mean that like um um you know the conclusion is that you know The teacher will be the only important thing, right? You can add a lot of value um, while the teacher remains kind of in the driver's seat, but you can add a lot of value um, um, through um, through additional measures, either supercharging teachers or give additional tools to them, to them, to them, to the students or the teacher for very specific use cases that the. Yeah, improves learning progress that doesn't negate that the teacher remains uh, like, um, um, a very important element right you can still do that you can still yeah. add value on that right and then also kind of um, you know the results from 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 the Hattie study um, are are basically are um, statements on averages Right, there yeah. can be, and I guess yeah, like it it then it holds true for kind of like the average student, right? Yeah, but there can be um, a lot of you know non-average students yeah. that learn perfectly by themselves, right? Yeah, through course, yeah. reading books and stuff like that, and yeah, that require um, different elements of engagement. Where then also like different tools can be can be useful. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. All right. Um, I think it's been a super interesting discussion. Um, yeah. Same here. <laughs> is there anything? Any closing thoughts? Yeah, it's difficult. I think we touched upon like um, um, a lot of interesting um, interesting subjects. Um, and, and subjects that I love talking about um, engagement balanced with basically still like, work that you do um, no I don't think that like, we missed like, it's a like, very well structured interview and like, <laughs> teasing out a lot of um, 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 yeah a lot of good points huh? great really. well thanks for being you know, on the show and you know, best of luck and with Classroom. I hope you continue to grow and make a great positive impact. Thanks, John, for having me, uh, having us. And uh, it was a pleasure talking and yeah, same to you. 
good success. Thanks a lot. Thanks.